Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gambling and Rambling. This is week 10 of the NFL season. Today, we are going to be doing a breakdown of the DFS main slate. We're going to go position. Well, actually, we're going to go game by game and give you each uh, our favorite plays in each game, kind of go through it, and then at the end, give our conviction plays, and we'll build uh, a lineup uh, all together. So we'll start out. Uh, with the B- Buffalo at the Jets. Um, we'll start off with Nick. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? What, what are some of your plays from this game? This is a tough one. Um, I guess if you need a, a cheap running back, Ty Johnson's not the worst $4,500 play. What a start. He's put up 10 points. He's show. put up 10 points in the past four games or three games. Um you know, 13, 19, and 13, respectively, in the past three. So they're leaning on the run game more with the, the QB situation. I, I think that'll continue. It's definitely a tough Bills team to go up against. But I don't, not just Michael Carter. He's not in a good go place with... for me this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, he's, got, he's more of the pass catching back. So no, he's not. That, no, he's the main yeah, guy. He is. He's the, no, he no, is. Michael Carter. Michael Carter, sorry. Michael Carter to... is the main back on both sides of the, the main, you know, running back. And then he catches the ball as well as the pass catching back. Ty but... Johnson's got 13 catches over the past three weeks. Yeah. They, they filter so, him, in, but it's some like volumes there against the bills. You're going to go with the secondary running back. <laughs> I'm just saying for a cheap option. All right. We're bargain uh, hunting. Well, I think I don't, they're... I don't really like anyone on the bills. Uh, I think it could be a block. Like Ty Johnson, so but no. I, I think <laughs> no. I, I think I think there are a couple plays in the Bills. Um, one is it's gross. It's tight end gross. It's uh, Sweeney. That's Dawson Knox coming off that broken hand. Still, um, he's not. You know, he's only a cash play just because of his his you know his price at twenty six hundred. Um, but my favorite, probably one of my favorite plays. He's been very consistent, and I, you know, last two weeks I've been, you know, laughed off for talking about Cole Beasley. But, I mean, nine catches, you know, or nine targets, 13 targets, 11 targets, and he's, I mean, he's producing, he's putting up points. I mean, last game he had 11 targets, eight receptions, 33 yards. I mean, the Bills didn't perform at all, um, but he's solidified in that slot position there. And, uh, you know, if the Bills are going to be putting up points, Josh Allen, you know, he's shown that he distributes the ball and he likes Cole Beasley. So I do like Cole Beasley at that spot for his price tag of 5,200. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm going to go to Alex and Alex, please help us out here. We started out the show with Ty Johnson and Tommy Sweeney. <laughs> I just, I, I said, I, I'm, those are the I'm first old. two players that were mentioned on this show. I'm listening. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just nobody's gonna listen to the rest of this. Uh, yeah, like the people have already just gone like this with their laptop. Like they're just like, what? I, I wasn't saying this guy was gonna score hundred points. I just he said he got game. like two targets and a target in his last two games, and he, he's projected for like a point. Okay, yeah. if... I think we should restart. <laughs> oh, we're gonna... Alex, I'm sure Alex can. Add... I'm sure he. Right. Can... Give us the light. Send us the life raft here, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's see if I can put something together here. So first off, first off, Jets. No, just no. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I think the uh, the Bills have the second or third highest implied total. So I think there's I, I think Stefan Diggs maybe has a revenge game here. And I I agree, Corey, with Cole Beasley's volume. I think at fifty two hundred, he's a good value play for sure. Um, the other potential here. How much is the Bills defense? Because for like well, it's I think they're the most expensive. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Jets announced Mike White starting. He's looked pretty good in those two starts he's had. But um, you know, I guess we'll see at 4K. I think that's probably a reach just given the uncertainty. But yeah, I think Stefan Diggs could have a big game. And I agree with Corey, cheap option, Cole Beasley. Is there ever a time that a $4,000 defense is really worth it and, and we feel like it's a lock? PB, what's your insight there? Uh, it, I mean, it, it, it's never in cash games you're doing that, but in tournaments, pretty much any defense is viable. Because, like, all – it's one position where it just kind of comes down to luck, like whoever is getting the defensive touchdowns that week. Like, if the Bills score two defensive touchdowns, there's high likelihood you, you would need them in tournaments. That That's – you know, their tournament, the, the expensive defenses are tournament plays only. Um, but yeah, I, I think my favorite play from this game is, is contingent upon Zach Moss missing, but I think Devin Singletary would be my favorite. Uh, the Jets are, you know, they're a bad team, but for as bad they are, like their strongest area, you know, is, well, it's not that strong, but it's stronger against the pass than it is against the run. Uh, and you know, early in the season when Singletary kind of the backfield, he saw games where he had 13 attempts, nine targets, or sorry, 13 attempts, five, five targets, 11 attempts, three targets. In the last game, he had six attempts and eight targets with that still with Zach Moss there. And if Zach Moss is out, it should be his entire backfield. I think Buffalo wins this game easily, plays from ahead and Singletary, especially at his cheap price tag. He was going to be my favorite cheap running back again, as long as Zach Moss misses, but we'll get into another like complete lock in cash uh, later in, you know, in so, this. Episode. So my issue. So the only issue I have, I understand the volumes there for, you know, the running backs of the bills. The problem is Josh Allen, they throw the ball and he's so mobile that on the goal line is where running backs really get all their points, not all their points, but a majority, like that's a huge part of their game. And I can just see Devin Singletary is not the biggest guy. Josh Allen's like 6'10", like 500 pounds, like huge. And he, yeah. he runs the ball so much. And so that's why I always just steer away from – Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I yeah. agree that they're like on a typical slate. Like I'm always fading the Bills like uh, running backs. But I think in this specific situation where Moss can miss and it would – like I think Singletary put like 75% of snaps – like that's that's extremely good, and in this matchup specifically, where I think they could be playing from ahead is is why I like it so much. Yeah, I mean, I just going back and we can move off this game just because yeah. it's kind of gross, but I, I just don't think the Bills have that great of a rush um, rushing offensive line. Um, I don't I don't think Zach Moss nor Singletary have had a hundred yard game this year, and no. and we're on week ten, which is, I mean, it's pretty abysmal. yeah, but they're usually there together. Also. No, I, I understand, but like even combined, I, I don't think they maybe hit it one time. So, but we can move off of that and we can move on to uh, the next game on the slate. Yep. Uh, Tampa at Washington. 
Um, there's some couple bits of injury news. Antonio Brown probably will not be back. He could be out probably for an extended period of time here. And then Chris Godwin just popped up on the injury report. There's growing chance he misses. Gronk won't be playing this week. Uh, so yeah, th- there's there's a few plays from this game. Um, uh, we'll start out with uh, Alex on this one. Yeah, uh, going into this, I didn't realize that Godwin uh, had just popped up, but it sounds like that could actually be a little more serious than just a rest day. Um, yeah. Initially, I was I was all on Brady and then Godwin stacking here. Um, I think Mike Evans is definitely still in play. I mean, the Washington football team pass defense is abysmal, um, and Tom Brady's going to have to throw it to someone. So why not Mike Evans? Um, so I think on, on that side of the ball, Brady and Evans, I think, would be my stack for sure. And then maybe running it back. Um, I think the Bucks are going to put up points. So I think the uh, football team is going to have to throw the ball. And uh, I like J.D. McKissick out of the backfield here at 5,200. So running it back, uh, Brady, Evans, and then J.D. McKissick from the other side. Okay. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I think due to the injury news, I also like Mike Evans, especially for his price tag. I think you're going to get um, probably one of his larger target share percentage games this week, just given everyone's out. But um, I'm going to stick with the sneaky bottom dweller plays for today. So at 3,300, Tyler Johnson uh, yeah. from the Buccaneers, he's a receiver. Last game, he put up 11 points. He had five receptions. So if, you know, he's going to have his opportunity to shine and it's it's not, not like you need that many points to cover the $3,300 salary there um so you know if he's if he's a wide receiver too at 3300 bucks I think you definitely have to consider him if you're playing double ups or 50-50 games also maybe a sneaky tournament play um we'll see if Gronk comes back too I'm kind of interested to see how he does it, you know he came back a little early didn't end up playing. So to me, he just is too much of a risk to put in a lineup right now. Um, otherwise, I, I really like sticking to Tyler Johnson and Mike Evans and, and Tom Brady. Corey? I think yeah. Brady's probably got the best matchup. So, Yeah, I, I, I do agree. And I think we've kind of touched on the uh, Buccaneer side. I really don't like – I mean, Laren Fournette with – these guys being out, um, you know, Godwin, AJ, um, and now Gronk, uh, you know, possibly missing as well. Um, Leonard Fournette, he does catch balls out of the backfield. Um, and I think they'll be using him a little bit more often than that. I mean, you know, he's had five targets, four targets, six targets. So he, he's obviously the main back there. Rojo is no longer a part of this offense. What happened to Rojo, man? What I, happened? So much talent coming really? to him the bucks and he just he flat out just missed the mark he fumbles a lot yeah he he does put the ball on the ground a lot so i think i think those that'd probably be the last play that we kind of touch on for the bucks and then obviously bring it back this game has an uh over under 51 and a half so obviously vegas believes points are going to be scored and in the game script we do believe that Tampa bay is going to win this game um you know the redskins are going to have to throw the ball so that puts you know uh, scary Terry cathedral grad on the map. Um, he's going to be, he's, he's priced up at 7,600. I mean, he's been around that mark the entire year. 
Um, they were, came off a bye. He, I know he was dealing with a nagging injury, so he, he's not carrying any um, injury tag as of right now. So I, at his price tag, 7,600 to run it back um, with the plays we've already talked about. Yeah, I was uh, on Brady for the, like the first time this year um, going against his Washington secondary coming out of the bye. But now with Godwin being out, AB not coming back, I'm probably staying away now. Uh, we know Brady relies on his, his players after the catch uh, quite a bit. And so with just Evans being there, I do have interest in Evans for sure. Cause like you have to think Godwin's been getting 10 plus like 12 plus targets a game. You could, Evans probably gets like a minimum of three targets more a couple probably go to Fournette and yeah, Tyler Johnson's uh, uh, one of the best cheap plays. If Godwin in fact misses um, yeah, he's, he would be the wide receiver too. And that's that's pretty hard to pass up at 3300 uh and then i i like taylor heineke is in my quarterback player pool this week he's very cheap he's mobile as well um you know exactly who to stack him with so it's just really easy it's just taylor heineke you stack him with with mclaurin and that's that's it because heineke can also rush uh for some touchdowns you don't necessarily have to double stack him um in tournaments I don't mind Taylor Heineke in cash games either. I think he has the floor to get you, you know, 16, 17 plus fantasy points, which is what you're looking for in a cash game. Um, I don't really like the running backs. Uh, I think both sides are pretty good D lines. And are we concerned about Tony Gibson long-term? I mean, the past three weeks, he is not broke. Well, you know, he's dealing with what do we think's going on there? He's been playing. Yeah. It's a shin injury. Yeah, not great for a back. Yeah, he's literally running on on that still. It, it's are we are we gonna get a, a big seal sighting here though? Are we uh, see, yeah, I guess he's like. It's just I like some of those other tight ends right around him that, you know, he's definitely in consideration. Like he, he could easily. He's a good tournament play for sure. Ricky Seals Jones, yeah, but you know that that's kind of where I'm gonna be at this week. I guess I Pretty like Ricky. You're going to play some pretty Ricky? No, I, I think Evans is probably the best overall yeah. play if if Godwin misses. Like, he's one of the best overall play on the entire slate. For how much the uh, Brady throws the ball, I mean, Evans is going to be really hard to get, you know, not put him in your lineup. So, uh, next game we have Atlanta at Dallas. This is one of my favorites of the week uh we'll start with Corey on this one yeah so this right now is the highest over under at 54 and a half um you tend to look at that I mean it's not a necessary factor when coming into like setting a lineup for DFS but it's something that should be you know highly looked at because those games usually get close um to that point spread that Vegas puts it at it's there for a reason so points can be scored both defenses give up, you know, are not very great against the pass. We've seen Dallas have players who make plays with digs, but he, I mean, other than that, it, there's still there's still volume there for you know the, to be points scored. Um, that being said, I like I really like Matt Ryan this week at six K. Um, I understand, you know, he's he's been below six K most of the year um, just because he hasn't performed, but. I still think the Falcons are trending in the right direction. 
Um, so I like him at 6K. Um, and then, you know, they have to throw the ball to, you know, stay with the uh, the Cowboys here and score points. Ridley's still out with his personal matters. Um, so Zakiris um, at 4,400, he's gotten, you know, a lot of playing time. He's surpassed Russell Gage almost, you know, I think in the terms of their depth chart. You know uh, how many, wait, before you I, go. I know he's, I know he's not getting a lot of targets. He's gotten five targets in his last three games combined. I understand. But it, if this, if points are being scored in this game, like Vegas thinks there's, I, I understand pits. Yeah. But if you're trying to come off of pits and fade pits, this might you not, I mean, just, you only need 12 points for him to, to pay his worth. Basically. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't mind him. I'm not saying play him, stick him in your lineup, and you're good to go. Um, I just said that he's an he's a play I like, um, and then obviously bring it back. Um, you know, you got. <laughs> I why why is Cooper? I mean, I understand he's. I don't think he's still priced at where he needs to be priced at. And he's sixty two hundred. And it's eight hundred dollars less than Ceedee Lamb, but I mean, he's getting like one less fancy point a game than. So he's under. He's underpriced probably. Yeah, I mean, he's been under price the last couple of games. So um, there's a couple of plays I like. Um, I'll let uh, someone else take over so I don't talk the whole entire time. Do you think – yeah, do you think Terrell is going to be on Cooper or CD? Well, I actually was – yeah, I was thinking that same thought. But yeah. – and at first I thought it would be Cooper, but – and because we think typically Lamb plays out of the slot, but they actually rotate Lamb uh, and Cooper, like, Outside. in and out. Yeah, yeah. Lamb does – most play more in the slot, but Cooper gets uh, some slot routes as well. So he'll come off of uh, Terrell. So I think they'll both see him. They'll both kind of see him. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And Gallup yeah. should be returning this week as well. I, yeah. So along that note, I think Gallup's a good, if, as long as he's playing, obviously, uh, 4K. Um, yeah. I think that's some good value there when you know that both CD and Amari are going to be seeing one of the better corners in the league uh, off and on all game. Um, like a stack here, I'm going to go with on the other side of the quarterback conversation with Dak. And I think uh, you can get away with Gallup if you're trying to do uh, maybe a little bit of a cheaper stack here, but I like Dak, CD, and Pitts on the other side. Um, you know, obviously Matt Ryan's number one target after Calvin Ridley has been out has been Kyle Pitts. Uh, and like Corey was saying, they're going to have to put up points to keep up with these, these Cowboys. Um, so yeah, those are, those are probably my, my big three plays there from this one. Nick. My problem with Pitts is like, he, he's at 5,800 now and he, he hasn't broken 10 points in a couple games now, even with Ridley out, it's just a little concerning for me at that price tag. Uh, my favorite play here is actually Zeke. I think he has the best matchup out of any any other player. Uh, we kind of talked about the AJ Terrell situation. I don't think that he will stop CD Lamb or Namari Cooper, but I think he will limit them a little bit to where I don't think they're going to have massive explosive games. At least there's less odds against it. So I like Zeke a lot. I know last week was probably just a hiccup for the Cowboys too, but I think they're going to just you know, they go back to the fundamentals, get the run game going. That opens up the pass game, right? So I, I think that's what we see here this week against a really abysmal uh, Falcons D-line, and they're really terrible at stopping the round. I think they're they're 28th in the league. So 
good opportunity for Zeke to come in. Um, I also don't hate Tony Pollard, so he could kind of be a sneaky play. But uh, I'm taking the Cowboys running backs over anyone in this matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of combining uh, Alex and Nick's takes here because I like Dak a lot. He's probably my favorite quarterback play on the whole slate. Uh, the Falcons are in a dome too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I love targeting dome games. It just, it boosts offenses up. Uh, games in Dallas. Uh, what? It's games in Dallas. No, it's, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They're, and they're, uh, they're, they're in dome. <laughs> what? They still play in dome. So they're still yeah, okay. also a dome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so dome game regardless and i always like targeting the, the dome games you don't have to worry about the weather wind it, it just boosts offenses a lot and but i'm i don't mind it especially in, in tournaments and i guess you can even do it in cash games because you really capture all of the cowboys offense is put you stack uh dak with zeke and then amari or lamb because uh, zeke does catch the ball like if, if you if you go last game he left the game but he still had three targets but he was also didn't play at a, at a decent amount and then before that he had six targets nine targets like they're getting him more involved in, in the passing game and the falcons are uh they're actually better against the pass than they are the run but they do give it up to like pass catching running back so i think it'll be like a lower owned a lot of people that play Dak won't play zeke and so I think it's just a way, a little bit way to get different because this will be one of the most popular games that yeah. yeah, people. So yeah. that's going to be like my way. Are you worried about Zeke's injury at all? Uh, he came back in the game. So I don't think so. I, I think if it was more serious, he wouldn't have come back. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. The and then yeah. Pitts, on Zeke. Pitts is my favorite Falcon. I probably won't. Because I'm going to be playing a ton of game stacks in this game, I will have to at least play a little bit of, I think, Russell Gage. But I'm not going to play any of Zach Myas or <laughs> Cordero Patterson or any of them. I'm going to really stick mostly to Pitts because he has an amazing matchup against the Cowboys and then uh, Russell Gage. But, wait, yeah, that's wait. kind of where, where I'm at. And I guess between Amari and Lamb, I'll, I prefer Lamb probably – just slightly but you know they're they're really close so the next game we have the saints at the titans i'm the saints fan here i guess i'll start off with with this game um there i don't think that i think this could be a lower scoring game so i think from a fantasy perspective i don't really have a whole lot of interest kamara is now dealing with a high ankle sprain and he missed practice. You know, we they say he's going to play through it this weekend, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I don't, I don't like AJ Brown because he'll be on uh, Lattimore most likely. The Titans have a really weak uh, pass defense, so I'm going to sprinkle in Marquez Callaway and Deonta Harris because Simeon's starting. He has more of a connection with Harris. Uh, he's gotten eight and seven targets his uh, last two games and at only 4k uh, he has you know the best matchup I think and then Julio Jones on the Titan side is I guess my favorite Titan I, I think the the 
like I kind of mentioned in the betting show yesterday, there's no way the Titans are running Adrian Peterson against the the Saints defensive front. Like it's just not going to work. I think they're at least competent enough to know that and they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And I think we could see, you know, you know, Julio's familiar with this defense, he, you know, playing from the Falcons. I, I think this could be a, a game where they feature Julio. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that's definitely my favorite play um, for this week. Actually, he's one of my favorite receivers. Um, I don't want to touch anyone on the Saints. Kind of what we talked about. They haven't shown the ability to be able to catch a football. You know, maybe they've been talking to Jamar Chase. It's something about the size of it. The stripes aren't on the ball. Not really sure what's going on there down in maybe, uh, maybe Odell down in the Bayou. But enough. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um, but until the until further notice, I think the Saints pass game is pretty much unplayable in fantasy until we see some signs of what um, I think healthy Kamara is a very different story than a high ankle sprain Kamara. Okay. Uh, but- it's gonna slow him down. And I think that um, you know. Titans defense looked okay last week. They they had some big plays, so we'll see if they could do it again. I'm not too confident in that, honestly, but um, I think no brainer here's Julio. Not if looking Kamara too much misses, into it. Ingram oh, outside is, of that. If, yeah, if Ingram misses 4,500 would be interesting take because the Titans don't have don't the great, greatest rushing defense. Um, I yeah, again with we've already kind of touched on most of these plays. I. Like you've said, Nick, um, there's not really anyone that sticks out to me um, in the past casting game besides Kamara for the Saints. Um, like OBJ said he wants to go to a contender. But you, you Saints, can't play Saints, him regardless. Saints – well, I know. I'm just saying the Saints aren't there quite yet with their quarterback play. Um, I just – you know, if, if we were told Taysom Hill was a starter at 5,200, I think you – I mean, he's the same price as Trevor Simeon. I think you might play him. Um, Ryan Tannehill at 6,200, if, if he's forced to throw the ball a lot, I, I'm i kind of inclined. He does have a little bit of rushing upside as well. Um, so if the Saints are getting pressure on him, he does he will scramble a little bit. I mean, he's not known for that ability, but he is there occasionally to uh, run the ball in. But like you said, Julio Jones at 5,400, I think he, he's probably going to be the highest, one of the highest owned receivers. Just one for his name. I actually think he's going to be kind of low owned. I'll, I'll see when the ownership comes when, when uh, the ownership projections are in, but I think he he might be a lower owned. I just I just think people who who casually play DraftKings or FanDuel, whoever it is, I don't know what he's you know listed on FanDuel or price tag. But like when you read his name Julio Jones, and you scroll over and it says there's a green number next that says twenty eight, and then it says fifty four hundred. I think a lot of people are being people really look at that the 28th yes, yes because because i mean like no, no, a lot of that stuff's not even that accurate i, I mean it's, it's it's pretty accurate for the most part because that's the saints, how they base. so the saints have the 28th ranked secondary no no but the, they give up the 28th most points to the i'm not saying that's what their their ranking is based off of how many points they've given up to receivers this year Okay, well, let me let me correct you on that because I doubt the Saints are. Let's see where the Saints rank against receivers, fantasy points wise. 
we okay. i hope this is like 25th or something oh, <laughs> oh, what did it say uh all right keep going but no that, that those are the like really only plays i was just saying like there's a reason why he's there i think it's I, this is again this is not a very high over under i think it's going to be a low scoring game so i'm not really going to be playing much from it we've already touched on everyone all right alex yeah i don't really have anything to add on this one i could very well see it being like a 10 to 7 game uh, <laughs> honestly and so like the only thing i like could see is maybe a titans defense tournament play because it's 2600 and if it's going to be as low scoring as i think it is i mean even if they don't score any points themselves um letting up 10 points i think wouldn't be that crazy to see mm -hmm. all right uh next game we have jacksonville at indianapolis uh cory colts fan go for it I, I i'm very very confused on we we're gonna i'm gonna keep talking about this until i'm literally blue in the face why is Pittman at 6300 the disrespect he, he has the yeah this is the disrespect for michael Pittman is unreal he has the yeah eight most well, how expensive card. do you think he should be he has the eighth most receiving yards in the entire league. Like he's, I know that, K. but like closer to seven K. Maybe not above that, but closer. If like you, okay, like what receivers? Like when you look at DraftKings, would you price them ahead of? Um, I price them ahead of you know Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, I go over. He has seventy points in the last three games. Seventeen, thirty, twenty-three. He, he's he's coming to life with Wentz. I think yeah. you have to play him, especially so, for sixty three hundred against the Jacks defense. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a it, no brainer. It's just I'm going to literally I'm going to keep playing him until you know he's up there as like a top seven you know listed price um, receiver. I mean he he goes in every weekend and he puts up a lot of points. He gets a lot of targets um, with Ty possibly coming back this week. That just helps him even more. Um, I do, I do have a little bit of interest in Ty. I don't think they. You will always have interest in Ty, okay. and then he I pumps just, out his hammy after one drive. Okay, in in the games he has played, which has been two. Okay, and he did. <laughs> well, well, you mean not even two game. though? Like like kind of like half a quarter in each. Okay. Okay. Well, he got four targets, five targets. So he, there's a lot to the Colts' offense that he provides. And one, it opens up the field for Michael Pittman, helps Carson Wentz, who's one of my favorite plays, because why is he at 5,900? That, that, this, the game script where this game it's is. hard for non-mobile quarterbacks to get, like. I wouldn't say he's non-mobile. Uh, okay. I mean, he's, he's just not as mobile as, like, Dak, Kyler, Lamar, like, you know, those guys. I think he's more mobile than Dak. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Okay, we got, we're like, you know, kind of going off topic here, but him at 5,900, I like him. Um, and I mean, the workhorse, workhorse of the offense, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, this guy is, is so good at playing the foosball. He, and the Colts offensive line is the healthiest it's been all year. It's evident in, you know, the way he's been touching the ball, running the ball. Um, even at his price tag at 8,100, I love him. So if you're and playing a lot of Wentz and a lot of and a lot of Taylor, are you playing them together? Um, I think if the, you, 
so the over under on this is you know not again it's mid 40s it's not a higher one but by the colts team total is like almost at 30 yeah i mean i think this is another game where uh jonathan taylor gets two touchdowns and then so if you think touchdown. jonathan taylor gets two touchdowns i i don't know how you have that much interest in Wentz unless he's catching two touchdowns like I, the only reason I could see, like, I don't know. I feel like in, in that you have to pick one or the other because Taylor doesn't catch as many balls as like, you know, don't say it. what don't say Daryl. Oh, there's, there's multiple players. Kamara, like players where you can stack the quarterback and the running back together. I, I, like, I know. I, I, I didn't say stack them. I just, yeah, I, but what, you're, if you, I'm just saying who, who are you going to play more of? If you, if you're playing a ton of Taylor, how are you playing a ton of ones? I'm just wondering how you're going about that. He's uh, probably going to off balance it with a Jamal Agnew play again this week. I was see, you know what? I was getting back to that, Nick. You, you see my point. <laughs> but but I just want to know this. Just I'm like, just I, I, so if I I play probably about forty lineups. <laughs> you know you have a, a mute button for that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If I so very rarely will I play them together in the same lineup. I play like 40 lineups. So in in some lineups, I'll be playing more of you know Wentz um, Pittman Taylor and then yeah, and then Wentz and Pittman. And so you're then, gonna pretty much have a Colt in like every lineup. I, I like it. I mean, the chat what have the Jaguars shown to us that to make them no, I don't I I'm I don't say yeah, I don't mind it. I I I'll have Taylor and Wentz this week. I just think I think with so many people, if Pittman and Taylor are going to be that high owned coming off some big games, like back-to-back big games for both of them, I am going to pivot. And I think if I play, I do want to have some wins, but I think if I do, I'm going to do like a double stack where I get Pittman and Pascal. Or, and if I don't play once at all, like I'm going to try to fade like Pittman and Taylor and get a bunch of leverage with Zach Pascal this week yeah i mean i like his price tag as well at 4500 but I, he I like, gets he gets a lot of red zone targets that haven't like come yeah. together for touchdowns this year but the second they start doing like he could have a two touchdown game and then you're getting all those people that played taylor and then Pittman and wentz well mainly mainly Pittman and taylor you're getting all the leverage off of those two yeah i mean i understand but all right nick and alex shoot your shot yeah I like Trevor Lawrence this week. We kind of heard from the, uh, the Colts fan himself how bad that secondary is. Um, so I kind of like playing Trevor Lawrence. I'm having trouble picking a receiver to stack him with. So I'd like to discuss as a group who we think is the best uh, Jacksonville Arnold. receiver. Dan um, Arnold. Dan Arnold, for sure. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Really? Yeah, I agree. All right, what, can you fill me in on what's going on with Dan Arnold? Because I don't know. I know they, they traded targets. for him a couple of weeks ago, but yep. yeah, he's got 10, 10 and seven targets in the last two games. And he, uh, he lines up at receiver most of the that big, he, 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 you get a receiver at the tight end position. Yeah, yeah, big target in the and he's only 3,500. Right, yeah. so you're getting like a, a $3,500 receiver that's gotten seven and 10 targets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much. Do you think it's enough? He's of a freak stack athlete to too. Have... And Arnold is. Yeah. Do you think it's enough of a stack to just have Arnold and and Trevor Lawrence in a lineup? 
No, you're going to – Trevor Lawrence is the one that you're going to want to at least have uh, two probably. You're going to want like Lawrence, Jamal Marvin Agnew. Jones, and Arnold. I, I think you're going to want to get at least two in there if you play Lawrence. Jamal Agnew. I Yeah, so I, you could go Lawrence, Agnew, Dan Arnold. I'm not completely sold in this Agnew train yet. but Okay, when he started playing, he was hurt the first three weeks. Fourth game, he, he barely played. Week five through nine, seven targets, six targets, 12 targets, five targets. What and, do you do with them? And, and he runs the ball, too. He, they use him in a lot of different formations. Um, I, I mean, when I say run, they run him on, you know, like sweeps. and. Yeah, he, I don't know what happened to LaVisca Chenault. Like, he, he was – Fell off. I had a little bit of high hopes for that guy, and I don't know what – like, they're just completely rendering him useless. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess they love Jim, what are the Agnew? Like, Jamal Agnew. This guy. They, they're finally real, realizing and pricing him up. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's priced up? What is this price? 4500 Oh, yeah. I'm not playing a single. Give me Dan Arnold at 3500 who's seen an average of eight and a half targets in his games with them that they traded for. Or give me Marvin Jones, who we know is a good tournament play because of, you know, the type of player that he is and can catch a few long ones and be in a, in a tournament winner. Alex, so, <laughs> yeah, leave, leave you anything else? Not not a whole lot to add here. I like Dan Arnold at, at 3,500. That was going to be um, my one play out of this one because I do think Wentz and Pittman and Jonathan Taylor are going to be on a, a bunch and maybe in cash games using those guys, but uh, probably not in a tournament. Yeah. Especially like divisional game. I think this is a game that, I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to again, look at the, the ownership when it comes out, but I definitely can see Pittman and Taylor being like easily 17, 20 plus percent owned. Yeah. So. Cause they're good. Yeah. But workhorses some would a say. lot of players that you can get as leverage next game we have detroit at pittsburgh um we'll start off with alex on this one <laughs> i uh <laughs> I, like the, uh, I like both of the running backs in this game uh, i think <laughs> deandre swift coming off of the bye here at under 7k i think could be a, a sneaky good play they use them in the past game a bunch um jamal williams is questionable so I, I think he could he could have himself a game and then uh naji on the other end um a guy they just love giving the ball to and how could you not i mean this dude is a a beast um so under 8k for him i like that as well detroit rush defense is abysmal mm-hmm. um the one other player i like here uh under four thousand dollars somehow uh, is Muth Fryermuth tight end here for for the Steelers getting a ton of red zone targets uh, seven seven and six targets total the last three games um, coming off of a two touchdown game against the Bears um, so those are my three plays from this one I think Najee definitely has the better matchup of him and Swift Steelers D line is pretty good. Um, they shut down the Bears running game pretty much last week. So uh, I like Najee Harris, and I had a hard time choosing between him and Dalvin Cook for my locks of the week. But uh, that's that's all I'm going to input for this game. 
Yeah, I, the thing with um, Deontay Johnson is interesting, but I, I just Najee Harris, he touches the ball so much. I mean, he the, the amount of time he touches the ball, he should be literally placed at like the highest paid or the highest um, salary running back. I mean, it's it's crazy that he's still it's like a minimum of twenty five times a game. It's insane. That's great. Yeah. And he's, it's not like he's like touching the ball and not doing anything with it. He's scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. I like the fret, the fire uh, play as well, because Chase Claypool for the Pittsburgh Steelers just kind of just faded away this year. He emerged last year and was, you know, one of the pickups um, in at least in fantasy um, terms to play. I think he's I mean, been he's like off and on injured. Yeah. And he is coming off an injury and then big Ben just, it looks like he should be, no, sipping my time beach Literally. somewhere. Dude, the <laughs> two beach balls. <laughs> you can't throw the ball. You better find a quarterback in the next draft because wow, yeah. that team's going. But yeah, that's that's really about it. Um, for me, there's no one to play for the the lines in the receiving pool because it's gross. Uh, did everyone go? Yeah, except for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, Najee is my favorite play. He's one of my favorite overall plays of the whole slate. I think, like, from a running back projection standpoint, he's the highest projected running back, just raw points on the whole slate. Probably going to be playing him in cash games. Like, he's such a safe play, going, especially now going against this Lions uh, run defense. Um, I actually don't mind, I think, for a cheap defense, though. Um I think you can play the Lions. Now, I wouldn't play in a tournament. I wouldn't play Najee against the Lions defense. But, you know, Big Ben just has these games every single year where he'll throw, like, four interceptions, like, and everyone's just like, what is going on? And I'm surprised he hasn't had one of those, like, maybe he has, and I'm just not remembering. But, like, he has those four interception games, I feel. Bad, bad games. And – the Lions, you know, it's not like they're a great defense. Usually it's just because Big Ben just plays horribly. And, you know, he usually plays worse on the road. This is at home. But Lions coming out of the bye, I just – I think the Lions for a cheap defense is, is one of the best you can get. Um, And then, I guess, yeah, the Steelers' defense is in consideration too always against Jared Goff. Uh, And, yeah, I guess you can – I think I prefer Deontay Johnson over Claypool. Claypool kind of got banged up and Deontay Johnson sees so, so many targets. Uh, and he, I think he's due for a big game here. Uh, but Najee's definitely my favorite overall play. He's a smash this week. Uh, next game, we have Cleveland at New England. Turn it over to the Browns fan. Nick, what are the plays in this game? Yeah. I can pretty much game script every single Browns game at this point. Okay. So I'll start with the Steelers side because I think I'm a I'm more the certain Steelers. there about how Patriots. Uh, Patriots. Sorry, on the Patriots side, um, our cornerbacks are playing out of their mind right now. So I'm not playing Mac Jones or any Patriots wide receiver. However, I do like Hunter Henry. I think he's definitely been emerging as the number one maybe Mac Jones's favorite target um he's getting a lot of looks a lot of volume he's at a good price this week I think he's at like four thousand dollars um so 
Hunter Henry is the only one I, I want to even consider playing on the Patriots. Running backs aren't bad. I, they're just a little banged up this week. And Jadavion Clowney is really great at stopping the run with Miles Garrett. So not all that high on them either, even though Joe Mixon did have a, a really good game last week. Where we do get beat by running backs is on the outside to fast running backs, not the inside ground and pound type running back. So, so something to keep in mind there. Um, if you did play a Patriots running back, you might want to favor one of the pass catchers, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, and then on the Brown side of the ball, I think Jarvis is probably going to see the most volume for a receiver. I, I'm really just interested to see what happens with Nick Chubb. Uh, I think the COVID news is going to change a lot of how I feel about certain plays this week, but Donovan Peoples-Jones, he always has that big play threat. Uh, he's scoring double digits in the past three games that, that he's actually played. Um, he actually put up, I think, uh, 12 points against the Chargers defense. I would argue that that's probably one of the most points by a receiver all year against the Chargers. We're seeing a lot of talent out of this guy. He's year two. Um, he's starting to develop into a, a true wide receiver. I think he'll be in the league for a long time. So um, he's kind of a fun tournament play for some some big explosive games. So Really hyping up DPJ over there. O OBJ in five years, we'll look back time. at this and remember this moment. Gosh. Get his rookie card, too. <laughs> it was always DPJ. It was never OBJ. <laughs> That's right. There can only be uh, three letters, one three-letter player on our team. So OBJ had to go. Uh, Alex? Yeah, uh, definitely keeping an eye on the Nick Chubb news all week. Um, obviously, to Ernest Johnson is in play there uh, if he's out. But um, – I also uh, like the Browns defense here at under 3K, 2,800. I think um, with how the Patriots running backs are banged up, um, coupled with the Browns, you know, just playing really well. These last couple of weeks, their defense playing well. Uh, I think Mac Jones could make some mistakes here, um, have a little bit more of a work workload put on his plate this week uh, than in weeks past and I uh, could see the Brownies putting up a couple of points on defense. You know what's very interesting here is that OBJ is released. Their very next game the Browns are playing is against the Patriots. <laughs> what if the Patriots signed OBJ? That's not this. And OBJ is at 4,000 games. And he's a revenge game, and he, he comes out as the old OBJ of the past and puts up like a 200-yard game and two touchdowns. Nick would I, cry. In immediate I wouldn't be mad. Be I'm amazing. glad he's gone. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy he's gone. Yeah, it's probably a mutually beneficial thing. Like, yeah. I think, like, from a salary perspective, he was $15 million – we immediately signed Wyatt Teller to an extension this week after we released Odell. So like we, we know that we have to allocate that budget elsewhere. So as a franchise move, I think that was just the best decision for the team. Um, and he really wasn't producing no. as a wide receiver one, like he used to. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy with it. Again. I know. Yeah. That, that's too. That's too. Yeah. Uh, you know, We'll so, okay, so going back to plays here, I, 
I think Nick touched on most of them. Uh, I'm not really interested in any, any receiving core for the, the Patriots because I don't think Mac Jones has it in him to put up a 300 yard, three touchdown game. I mean, I think the most yards he's had this entire year is like, he's had one 300 yard game and that's against the Jets. So I'm not really interested in that. Their whole mantra of their game plan is to get ahead and then to run the ball out, run the clock out, I should say. So, and with them, um, Nick saying that, you know, their running back core is banged up, which it is. I, I just don't like really any plays um, besides the one Nick's have already mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I don't have many plays. I think this is, you know, I love, I think this game goes under the total. This is just yeah. kind of a low scoring game in my opinion. Uh, my favorite play is, is going to be if Nick Chubb's out and that's yeah. Johnson at 4.7 K he's a lock. He's at, like, you're playing him in all your cash games and he'd be really hard to fade in tournaments. Like, I guess if like, if Moss is out, like Singletary is like a, a, a perfect, cause I think they're the same exact price tag. It's like a good tournament pivot off of them, but like you could even probably play them both and then you have a ton of salary left. But yeah, I, I just think the Ernest Johnson is, would be the probably the best play on the entire slate if, um, if Chubb is out. So that's, that, that's my thoughts. I don't, I don't think this is a good game to play. And if Chubb was playing, I wouldn't have interest in anybody, but since he's probably not playing, uh, there's too much value on Dearness Johnson way too much. Yep. Uh, next game we have Minnesota at, uh, the chargers. Um, there's some interesting news going on with Dalvin cook with these allegations that were like against him, but then it's like, well, he was the victim and I don't know what the league's doing right now. Cause she's still claiming, you know, he assaulted him or something like that. So I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot going on. I, Dalvin was like one of my favorite plays of the week. Uh, going against this Chargers run defense, but I don't know. What what do you guys think about that's, that? That's disappointing to hear for sure. Um, you hate to see a professional just accused of that. All I really care about in this situation, I just let's just focus on football today. Um, is he going to play? I think he does because I, I, the, 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 the turnaround yeah. is – is too close to, you know, my guess is he does play, but yeah, I think he does. Amazing. I think he has the best opportunity of the week out of any running back. I think we know that running backs excel against the chargers. Um, So I don't like Jefferson, Justin Jefferson this week uh, or any of the receiving type of plays for the Vikings. I think it's all a Dalvin cook game. Um, but I kind of like everyone on the Chargers, so I'll leave that up to you guys if you have a special favorite there. I I like I understand what the the, the Chargers secondary is. You know, it's one of the best in the league. You're super hurt right now. I I like. I <laughs> yeah, I think is that that's why the Eagles I think may have had success. Is that why they were out? Like yeah, so wasn't it Asante Samuel Jr. and then uh, their top three corners were all out. That's I mean, Ryan, Ryan Smith's done for the year, and then uh, Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. are both still questionable and left that game. Devonta wow. Smith put up 116 yards and a touchdown on them. Yeah, I, so, I think 
Jefferson. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, yeah. damn, I was like Smith yeah. one, but and with this good over, insight there. The over-under is 53 here, and so it's the second-highest total on the slate. Uh, they're expecting you know, this to be a very high-scoring game. We, we know the Vikings' defense is not that great. Um, we do know that the Vikings have extremely very good playmakers on their team, and I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, so with that, I do like Kirk Cousins at his price tag. I know everyone hates playing him, and, you know, he – he does have the weapons are there for him to have a 350 plus yard game and like three touchdowns. And with that being said, I love Jefferson. I, I think he's gonna be very overlooked. Um, I mean, at 7,700, he's still very expensive, but I mean, he's one of the better receivers in the league. Um, and then you can even drop it down to Thielen at his price tag of, I mean, 6,700 too. I mean, Thielen didn't do anything last week. And I always say like, you know, when, receivers have like i know jefferson's the better one Thielen's still a really good receiver um he's not like an egotistical receiver though so he's probably not gonna be demanding the ball but kirk cousins sees that like oh i only got you know threw the ball to him two times um and one of those times he did score a touchdown so um i do like the receiving core of the vikings this week as well yeah Nick? oh alex yeah, yeah, I, I, I love Justin Jefferson in this matchup for for everything that we just laid out. I also like the receivers on the other side of the ball too. I really like Big Mike Williams in this game. Um, I think he's got like a similar. They're obviously very different uh, body types, but I think he's got a similar game to Hollywood Brown. You know, downfield big play threat. Uh, Brown put up 116 on on the Vikings last week. And we know there's going to be points in this game. Like Corey was saying, um, I, I think that honestly, all four of the receivers in this game are playable and in, in lineups and then keeping an eye on that Dalvin cook news too. Um, if he doesn't play, which I think he will as well, it sounds like we're all in agreement there. Um, you know, Madison at 4,500 uh, could be a potential play against this really bad chargers run defense. Uh, Nick, he already went. Oh. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. That was no additional thoughts there. Thank you for checking. <laughs> so, if uh these Chargers, if this Charger secondary is actually out again, that's gonna bring me right back on to Justin Jefferson mainly. Um, I just I like him as more of a talent than Thielen at this point, and but. I this is this was my second favorite game uh, next to the Cowboys Falcons. So I mean, hearing that the Chargers secondary could be out, like that makes me like this even more. I prefer the Justin Herbert stacking side than the Kirk Cousins stacking side. I'd rather do like the like a Herbert to Keenan Allen or Herbert to Mike Williams stack and run it back with either Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson. I usually like to double stack when I can, but I think the Herbert double stack is too expensive for the ceiling. You know, you would need in order for that double stack to pay off Keenan Allen and Mike Williams would, I mean, you need like four touchdowns out of Herbert and like two from Allen and two from, it would just makes it more unlikely. So I'd rather just do a single stack. Herbert has some mobility as well. He, He rushes for a few touchdowns. Um, and yeah, and, and to me, if Dalvin Cook is actually out, Madison becomes the 
trumps Dearness Johnson as the best overall player of the slate. He like I, I would be playing so much of both of them. And it's crazy because going into the week, I loved all the expenses. Like I like Dalvin Cook, I like Taylor, I like Najee Harris. You know, if Aaron Jones is back, I like him. And and now if all this stuff is coming out and you have Chubb out, Dalvin Cook out, those cheap running back plays are in such incredible spots. Like Madison, we've seen what he does as backup. He just is in the full Dalvin Cook role. He gets 20 plus touches. He's seen eight targets in a game at 4,500. You would be playing both him and Dearness Johnson in cash games. And I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I would probably just lock Madison into every single lineup I made. Opens yeah. up so much, so many opportunities for the rest of that lineup. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily lock Madison and Dearness Johnson in, but I think I'd, I I would – I mean, Madison it would be in such – especially going against the Chargers defense, whereas Dearness Johnson still going against the Patriots. Still a super strong play, but Madison would trump Johnson as the, the best value play. Like, complete lock and load. Uh, so that's that's my thoughts on this game. I love it a lot. Just back and forth game. Uh, I think the Chargers win this game. It's also why I prefer the the Justin Herbert side. But and I guess between the receivers, from a tournament perspective, I prefer Mike Williams just because Keenan Allen's been going off and he'll be highly owned. So I'll just would rather get the leverage with, with Big Mike. So yeah, ne- uh, next game we have Carolina at Arizona. Um, Corey, we'll start off with you here. Well, if everyone has listened to our previous show talking about, you know, the week 10 slate, um, I am all over the Carolina Panthers this week um, just because, one, I think, you know, with their injuries on the, the uh, Cardinal side is that <clears throat> it's going to open up a lot here for the uh, Panthers which is going to lead me to one of my favorite cash game plays is PJ Walker. He is, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you at 5,000, he has a starting role. I liked him last week in the, in the game against Atlanta, but um, he didn't play. They, (laughs) they, or there was in Atlanta who the Panthers, uh, the Patriots. So this is, I know the Cardinals have a better defense, um, but I'm just telling you that he's going to get his chance when people get chances, especially people who've been in and out of the league, uh, they tend to, you know, have a little chip on their shoulder. I like him and DJ Moore, and um, you know, with McCaffrey being fully healthy last week, he got, I think he touched the ball 20 something plus times um, through the passing game and running game. And he wasn't fully healthy. So I'm, I like Christian McCaffrey as well. So PJ Walker and McCaffrey in cash games is something I, I really do like. Nick? Yeah. I like McCaffrey for 8,400 too. We liked him last week at 8K and now he's getting a full snap count. So agree with Corey there. Um, Cardinals wise, I think it's just too uncertain to for me to feel uh, confident about picking anyone on that front. So I'm going to digress there and stick with McCaffrey. Yeah, CMC is always chalk. I mean, if he's healthy, you, you kind of have to play him in, in at least a lineup. Um, 
the only other play I think that I am looking at taking on this on this game is the Cardinals defense. Um, I think just kind of name recognition alone and playing with playing against PJ Walker. Um, I think under under 4K could see some some turnovers in this game. Is it dangerous to play McCaffrey and Cardinals defense in the same in, lineup? In cash games, no. In in tournaments, you don't do that. Right. Why? Why? Oh, why? Because you're you in tournaments. It's all about ceiling. You're not playing for a floor. So cash games, McCaffrey can score. You know, he scores like two touchdowns your defense can still get some sacks just to make you competitive in a cash game where you, uh, yeah. what's the Cardinals defense at? Okay. 3,700. What is it? 3,700. Oh yeah. It's really expensive. So yeah. You, you know, if you got like nine or 10 points, I guess that's fine for a cash game, but in, in a tournament you'd be, if you're playing the Cardinals defense, that means you need them to be scoring a lot and getting a ton of sacks. And so the offense on the other side is not doing well and you need all the ceiling you can get in a tournament. And that's completely negatively correlated. Got it. Yep. Thanks for the insight there, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Schefter. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my thoughts is, I guess, I, I like McCaffrey. I think it, it, if they still say he's going to be limited because there's so many good running back plays on the slate, I'd probably fade him. But if they say he's getting his full workload, he becomes one of the best plays on the slate. Uh, but – uh, on the other side of the ball, James Conner at 6.3K with Chase Edmonds being out. I mean, J James Conner leads the league in touchdowns right now. Um, he, he's going to get probably 20-plus carries, and he could get all the, the pass. I think Rondell Moore might – I could see the Cardinals really using Rondell Moore in that Chase Edmonds role, but Conner will, will still be out there all the time, and he'll get some pass-catching work as well. They use him every time I swear I watch a Cardinals game. Every time they get into the red zone, I just carry after carry after carry for James Conner. And I know the Car the the Panthers have a pretty good rush defense, but this is a complete. I would probably f be more inclined to fade James Conner in tournaments, yep. just because I think his upside could be a little more limited. But in cash games, he's one of the strongest plays. And wider. Uh, I mean, we still don't even know if Kyler Murray is playing yet. Like, he's still dealing with that ankle thing. And if he doesn't play, I have no interest in in any of the Cardinals' pass catchers. Um, and now with P.J. Walker, I guess I have – I just love D.J. Moore as a talent, so I always go back to the well with him, and I, I never exclude him from my player pool completely. So I'm, I'm going to probably have a little D.J. Moore as well. But overall, I'm not a big fan of this game environment as a whole. Uh, next game, we have Philly at Denver. Uh, we'll start off with Alex on this one. Thanks for uh, giving me the stinker on the board here, PB. <laughs> Appreciate that one. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I honestly don't really see myself playing much uh, from this game. I think – I don't I have even like I don't know if I even want to take Jerry Judy at that price tag 5.3k I mean just on the off chance he has a good game but um no I, I I'm staying away from from this game maybe Eagles defense at 2.7k maybe 
This is like my defensive picks of the week show, apparently. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not going to be playing a whole lot from this one. When when are we going to see, you know, Javante Williams get the full? I, I cannot. That's believe. what I'm saying. Yeah, because last week he was he had his stat line was 17 carries for 111 yards. The you know. And he no should have had a touchdown. He should have had a touchdown, but he, um, I'm pretty sure he fumbled the ball on the goal line. They recovered it, but they didn't give him another another, another opportunity in the red zone. Um, the Eagles' defensive, you know, front is not. It's not the greatest. It's not the best. It's middle of the pack. And it, the way that they split carries and they're in Denver, it makes people realize that you know you can't really. It's not a very safe play to play you know, one of like, you just don't know who to play for the running backs um, on Denver, but I, Javante Williams at 5,000 with, I mean, he's still touching the ball quite a bit. I, I think it's maybe a play, maybe a sneaky tournament play to just get a little bit different from the field, especially in those large field tournaments of like a hundred K plus um, they might be something worth looking at. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't like Jalen Hurts that much. I know he has a running upside, but um I, I just don't see I just don't see it really being a high scoring game for that. Yeah. Javante Williams is so tempting, but I think, you know, I always say this, it's one of those scenarios where talent does not always equate to fantasy success. And um, he's, I think he's awesome. Like he he's patient, like Lev Bell, like Corey was saying yesterday. And I think he runs mean like uh, Jerome Bettis, like, the highlights of him carrying defenders like 10 yards down the field oh, just on his back is nutty. Yeah. Like he, but he's doing sure. that consistently now. Really? It's not just like a fluke. Like he has we the know most forced miss. It's going to be special. He, he has yeah. like the most forced missed tackles in the league and he's in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, as far as rookie running backs go, I think him and Najee Harris are here to stay. It's easily Monte um, Williams so, is the most talented. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and I and I do like him the most. I mean, I know Melvin Gordon's going to snake a lot of volume from him, but I don't and really like everyone he else. Have traded him to any like I don't know what was it? The, yeah. the Titans needed one. The Ravens needed one. Just like ship him off, get something yeah. out of Melvin Gordon, and just yeah. just use this rookie. Like, jeez. You know, Melvin we don't Gordon. know what's happening behind the scenes. He, you know, Melvin Gordon could be mentoring him. You know, he's probably a great person to learn from. He's been really successful in the league. So, I, you know, I think you have to look at that value from a Let franchise perspective. Him on so, the sideline. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. But At home on um, the computer. I think the, the Eagles have definitely gained more trust for me over the past few weeks, but they're still a little inconsistent. I think the – the Broncos defense is also really good. So I just, I just don't like any Eagles plays this week. I know Hertz is probably going to do pretty well. And I don't know, I guess we'll see. Alex. I'm not going to play anyone. Yeah. I, I already run here. I'm not going to be playing a lot. Oh yeah. You started out with that. Right. Yeah. Corey. Like I, I, I already said Javante Williams is, is the only play that I would have. Interesting. Yeah, I no, have zero. Oh, <laughs> what? I uh, Jerry Judy 
is the only like receiver play that I cite, you know, I kind of like, he came right back from his injury and immediately seeing like the highest target share on the team. Um, and, but I, I usually don't like targeting uh, receivers against the Eagles. So I don't know. I probably won't play much of him. My, my favorite play in this game is the Broncos defense. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, defensive plays of the week. I'll probably be like, I want to say the, my main tournament lineup that I make is going to use the Broncos defense. Jalen hurts. Just, he has not shown me at all. I don't think he's shown anyone that he's a capable passer Broncos have been a pretty solid defense this year. You know, we saw what they did against the Cowboys. They've limited teams to, you know, they've, they've, they've been in some low scoring games. They might've lost some of them, but they, they have a solid defense, even without Miller and Chubb. Uh, So yeah, that's my favorite play of this game. I think is is the Broncos defense. I think you could see that rookie certain. Is that Sertan? Yeah. Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan. I the second little pick six uh this this week um but yeah that that's like my only play from that game uh last game we have seattle at green bay this could be like the marquee game of the week as long as rogers and russ are playing uh what do we got we'll and uh we'll start with Corey. Yeah, this is scorched earth. Aaron Rodgers, as Alex said the other day, he is my favorite quarterback play. Um, really? He, wow. Yeah, he's probably going to be playing. Um, I mean, he, he feels fine. He said he feels great on multiple different platforms. Um, him with Devontae Adams is going to be a nightmare for this Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense is not good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is very good, and we've seen him be very good with throwing the ball to absolutely no one um, against the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I do like those two. A very cheap player, um, and I know he's like hit or miss. He's kind of like Deshaun Jackson, but MVS at 3,500, this over-under is at 49.5 right now, and I think it's going to probably be, especially if Rodgers and Russell Wilson both play, that's going to go up. People are going to be betting that game up uh, just because both defenses aren't the, the greatest. Uh, so MVS at 3,500 is kind of a sneaky tournament play uh, if points are going to be scored in this game. Um, and then obviously if you want to bring it back on the other side with one of the uh, pass catchers for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, you should. Um, but I think this, what people are saying, I think this is probably going to be one of the most popular games this week um, in terms of the player pool. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Corey, here. Um, I think both both of uh, Seattle's receivers, DK and Lockett, they're both, I think, priced like they're playing with Geno Smith or like Russ is in 100%. And I don't think that the Seahawks would rush Russ back. That's a tongue twister for you. Um, so I like both of them. My conviction play here, though, of the week is Devontae. Um, you know, for everything you're saying there, Corey, I think Devontae is going to go off. And even if Rodgers doesn't play, he saw 14 targets last week. No, they weren't like the best thrown balls, but um, I'm, I'm assuming and I'm playing this like Rodgers is playing. Um, another name, kind of a long shot in the dark here. If you need to fill in like a low end guy, uh, Gerald Everett is only 2.6K. Um don't love it, but if, if you're strapped for cash in other areas, I think 
you could put them in there. Is it Nick or me? Whoever okay. wants to go. I think uh, the best value play of this game is DK Metcalf at 6,800. That's the only thing I haven't, we haven't touched on. We also didn't talk about Aaron Jones. Yeah. Who's been off. a little quiet. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too high on him. So I like DK Metcalf here. That's what I'll contribute. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it just depends. Like there's a lot of unknown. Russ is playing. So I guess I'll start on the Seahawks side. I think DK Metcalf is my favorite Seahawk play. Uh, going against Green Bay plays more zone defense, does don't they? I um like from their, their defensive scheme. Am I am I entirely I'm, sure? Yeah, I don't study Lafleur's defense too much. Well, I'm pretty sure they play a bit more zone, and I've learned to realize it's it's better to target Metcalf against zone defenses and lock it against man. Like that, it's just if you've done that this year, you've been on the right side of of picking. Uh, one of those two players so I prefer Metcalf in this spot and then on the I like more of the Packers I guess if Rodgers plays if Rodgers doesn't I honestly don't have a whole lot of interest in this game at all uh, but if, if it's actually Rodgers in then I like Aaron Jones quite a bit I love targeting running backs against the Seattle Rundy it's terrible and Jones is for, he's still, you know, a very good player. And in the early season, everyone was playing him. He had a couple great games. And then of course, because of recency bias and I know Dylan gets his touches, but Aaron Jones still gets quite a few and he's involved in a passing game. He'll be very low owned in my opinion. Good tournament play. Uh, and then Devont, I, I think funny enough, the best value play in this game if Rodgers plays, is Devonte Adams. Yeah, I mean, Devonte Adams with Rodgers should be over nine k. Yeah, I mean, I think even even Jordan Love, I think targeted him fourteen times, but he's just yeah. not Rodgers, so he went six for forty two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if Rodgers is in, Adams is one of the best overall receiver plays on the entire slate, especially on a slate where I, I don't like a whole lot of receivers like in in general especially like on the more expensive end like i don't like brown that much um i'm trying to think of the other ones hop like is it wait wow there's some pretty much all the receivers are kind of let me see here oh yeah so i guess i like scary terry Diggs, not a huge fan godwin's probably going to be out i don't know there i think adams is definitely one of the best best plays of if Rodgers is in uh but yeah that's kind of I, I don't think I'll be playing really the quarterbacks of, of these games though I, I'm more of a fan of some of the other ones that I mentioned but now you know we're done with going through game by game we're now going to do our conviction plays and what we'll do at each position where I we don't have to give reasonings really we're just you could just say this is the player I'm most convicted on at this position so at the quarterback you want to just do that while we're building the lineup and then we can just no, kind of agree on take, who we're buying or take, what this will take a, like two minutes to just run through each position so Alex we'll start with you what's your favorite quarterback uh favorite quarterback on this slate is gonna be we're gonna go with Carson Wentz here 
I think him right. and have a big game. Uh, Corey? Uh, if Rodgers plays Rodgers, if not, I like Kirk Cousins. Wow. Okay. Nick? I'm going with uh, Trevor Lawrence here. All right. And I, uh, my favorite one is going to be Dak Prescott. So uh, running back, again, uh, we'll start with Nick on running back. Give me Najee Harris. Corey? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Dalvin Cook, if he plays. Uh, so mine is if Chubb doesn't, if, if Matt, mine is just contingent. If Cook is out, it's Madison. If he's in and, and Chubb's out, it's Dearness Johnson. If both of them somehow play, it's Najee Harris. He's, he's yep. my conviction. Uh, receiver, uh, Corey. Pittman, for sure. So way undervalued. <laughs> all right. I'll take Mike Evans. That's a solid one. Got it. We've been, we were all just saying that I'm going to take Devontae. Devontae Adams. Uh, I was going to say uh, Evans with Nick, but I'm going to do, I'm going to go Julio. I know it's against my Saints, but I just know how we match up. And I don't know. I, I'm convicted on him this week. Uh, tight end. Moose. Give me Moose. Yeah, I'm on that too. I'll take Dan Arnold. You guys convinced me. <laughs> uh, mine is Kyle Pitts. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, wait, we don't need to do defense. There's not a whole no. lot of conviction have there. Um, all right. Now we'll build a lineup. So let's do it. We started with Nick last time. So I guess we'll start with uh, Corey. Ooh, all right. Um, is it? This is gonna be. A, we're doing tournament right here, right? Uh, yeah. We'll, okay. This is gonna be like a tourney lineup. We're not. Doing all right. It. Tournament lineup. Then, um, man, I hate to like hurt you guys and like pick an expensive quarterback. Um, so I'm gonna pick Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> How expensive is he? Seventy one hundred. Seventy one. All right. Well, we kind of know our second pick too. <laughs> Well, no, he's your conviction player, Alex, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Devontae's going in there for sure. I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick? Put Najee in. All right, let's get uh, Julio in there. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to need to go for some cheap options here. There's, there's, <laughs> we, already, we know what, what, what some cheap options are at the, at the yeah. Moment. Yeah. Julio's uh, only 5,400. Yeah. Oh so that's amazing. So I guess at tight end, let's, let's take everyone's, you know, commission, you know, Dan Arnold there. Get cheaper there. I like that. Corey, yeah, 3,500. Uh, now, Alex. Let's see what we're working with running back wise. Yeah, yeah. Running back, wide receiver flex. And then I guess we'll all just have to, whatever left the defense. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Trying to save a little bit of money here. Um, so the contingent plays here are to Ernest Johnson, Devin Singletary, yeah, and, and Alexander and Madison. Madison. Yeah, but I think so I most likely like if you, Ernest Johnson. I think what you could do though, if you're building lineups, is plug in one of the three, and they're all, and maybe take the most expensive one. And then if there's a situation where the guy you put in isn't playing or, you know, you want to swap out, 
your salary is already set up. So it's a quick swap at eleven fifty nine. Um, if I we'll know what we'll luckily I'm know what. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes before the game start on Tuesday or on Sundays, I'm always like screaming at the TV and trying to get my phone to load and the internet's not working. It's it's always a scene for sure. Yeah, yeah. luckily we'll get this news far in advance. All right, so yeah. for uh, receivers, I... let's go to oof, man down. Let's go to like the 4,500 range. Corey, where how are you? Could doing we... again? What yeah, could we plug in the how Browns defense again, real quick? And that'll give us a good idea of how much we have to spend. You want Browns defense? I think that's the. I think that's probably the best cheap defense. What do you guys think? How? What's the Browns price? Twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred. How is that? Okay. I mean, I guess it's under three k, but I don't know about the best cheap one. I mean, the line. If we're no, we can't play Lions against nine. Panthers at twenty four hundred. Yeah. If if Murray's out, Panthers at. But we don't know, so I don't know. Yeah. I guess Nick. If Nick wants to play the Browns, play the Browns. All right, All so right. we're up to 5,300 now for the last oh. two positions. If we're up – okay, 5,300. I think we got to play Pittman. No, no but Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick, can you make your play and then not say anything? <laughs> Team effort here. Okay, so we have 5,300, and we have a flex and, re- and receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, let's get oh, – man, I think we can – I feel like we have to get a, a, a cowboy in here. What if I know, but what if you were to take, so let me just tell you like at the wide receiver right here, uh, you've already talked about, you know, Zach Pascal. he's at 4,500. Oh yeah. I, I am on, let's go, let's put, but yeah, let's put Pascal in there. I like that. All right. And then what about receiver. Yeah, oh, is that, is that perfect for James Connor or what can we fit in there? Connor is... No, I mean tournaments. I said though he's probably not a good play. Sixty-three. Uh, no, what's at sixty? What is at sixty-two? Co- Cooper. Are we uh, gonna get our cowboy with Cooper in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind Cooper there at sixty-two hundred. Um, that's that's pretty solid because then if you, let's let's go through like the offenses. We have we have Green Bay exposure. We have pittsburgh we have we have actually a nice correlation with the cleveland dearness johnson and the browns defense that's a nice correlation then we have julio for the titans offense we have pascal with all the colts leverage off of taylor and Pittman, and then we get and that's also a nice little correlation stack with dan arnold if you know that game goes back and forth between those two and then we get our cowboys and then yeah, I mean, we have exposure to some of the best offenses, I think. The only one, the only game we're missing out on is we're just full fading the Chargers Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I like which it. Yeah, which you, could, you could just swap out Dearness Johnson for Madison, and then you just expect, like, okay, maybe the Browns just score a one or two defensive touchdowns, and and Dearness Johnson is not on the field a lot because the because uh, New England's keep going out there after <laughs> yeah scores, but yeah this is a this is a nice lineup might be a million maker lineup here yeah no that's uh, solid because we have some low on plays in there too yeah we do and just let everyone know if you do play this lineup in the million maker lineup and you hit 
we get a percentage just <laughs> it's in the bylaws just consulting fee yeah 20 yeah. percent. <laughs> all right well that wraps up this week's episode of gambling and rambling we'll see you guys all next week for week 11 see ya Later. peace